evening. Welcome to another episode of Builders Problem Solved this Wednesday evening. Not sure what the weather is where you are, but it's ugly here. Uh, sort of that horrible, rainy, wet, oh, it's not, you know, it's not pouring. It's just that horrible stuff that if you go out in it, you get damp. You don't get wet, you just get damp. And it's a bit cold. And we've had beautiful weather. It's quite amazing how it uh, it keeps changing and shifting and what have you. But anyway, uh, welcome, as I said, to Builders Problem Solved. Um, I'm planning to make this a record, Builders Problem Solved, this evening. Uh, how I'm planning to do that is by answering more questions than I ever have in the past. Um, just trying to get the... Uh, the good old iPad showing the questions. There we go, if we've got any. Um, and uh, so if you're watching live, my, my thingy isn't saying uh, who's watching or anything like that. It just tells me that there are a number of people watching, and unless you make a comment, I don't know that you're there or who you are. Ollie has said, hey, hey, back to you, Ollie. Um, kicking a lot of goals. Glad to have you here this evening. So my previous record, uh, normally I, I, I intend to do two, uh, normally do one. Previous record, I think, is 2.5, and I say that because I didn't really answer the third question. Tonight, I am going for five, and I've already wasted two minutes already doing the introduction, so I'm going to absolutely fly into this and uh, see if I can get to my objective of answering five separate questions uh, that have been posed to me over the last week or so. So first question is, how do I reduce or how to reduce time wasters? Um and some of these questions have come in uh, from different people and kind of asking the same question, but I've put them together as one question, hopefully to answer a, a few people's questions by answering one question, if that makes sense. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so how to reduce time wasters, getting lots of inquiry. Uh, some people are gathering prices. Some people just aren't ready. Some people are price shopping, all of that sort of stuff. How do I get rid of that? Or how do I stop it? I think is the question. Now, uh, I've talked about this plenty of times, and if you want to go back and scroll down into in uh, Builders in a Circle, you'll be able to find lots of information on this sort of thing. But basically, the answer to this is creating a qualification process. And uh, I'm just going to really outline the, the fundamentals of a qualification process. And the first thing that you need to do to build a qualification process is to figure out, believe it or not, who you don't want in your business. Uh, I know that some people, they don't bother doing anything. I was just about to say some people focus on who they want in their business and build what we call an avatar of the ideal client. But very few people put any effort, energy or time, thought into figuring out who they don't want in their business. And it's important to, to figure out who you don't want in your business so you can understand what makes them tick, what their behavior will be. So in your qualification process, you can put in what we call behavioral hurdles, and they are requests or actions that you ask a person to take through your process that you have a fair uh, um 
knowledge or, or if you're a betting person, you would bet against that the wrong person won't jump over this hurdle. They won't do what you've asked them to do. An example of that, a very simple example of that right at the start of the qualification process is instead of just answering someone's questions when they phone you up, you'd say, look, would it be okay if I send you out a questionnaire? What's the best email I can send it out to? Uh, It just gives me the specific information so I can point you in the right direction as soon as possible um, and and give you what you want uh, without wasting your time. and they will either say, look, dude, I'm not interested in asking uh, and doing any questionnaire. I just want this. So that's an example of them not jumping over uh, your behavioral hurdle or your your request. And it's um, basically a red flag. So we don't go any further in that case. And so the, the first thing you need to do to create a qualification process is to figure out who you don't want, what sort of personality, what sort of characters you don't want in your business. And if you've been in building for any more than five minutes, you will have had one or two or 10 nightmare clients that you can draw upon uh, as experience, as a reference for figuring out what type of people were they. Now, let me say this uh, before I go too much further, is it isn't always the prospect's fault. Um, quite often it is how we run the building business that causes a a prospect or a customer's poor behaviour. We have poor communication processes. We have um, poor um, uh, uh, procedures and systems uh, that allow things to fall through the cracks. There are many things that we do wrong with our business that would cause a, a customer or a prospect to get upset um, and, you know, it all starts to snowball from there. So it's not all their fault, but there are some people I'm sure that you've had in your business that if you had your time over again, you wouldn't allow them into your business. You wouldn't do the work for them um, if you had your time over again. So the whole idea of a qualification process is twofold. One is, and the main one, I must say, is to educate. So the, the process needs to have steps in it that educate your, your prospects about there is a better way of doing it. The standard garden variety process that you're probably used to, that most of the building industry uses, is fundamentally flawed and it causes problems. So in your business, you have uh, a different process and you educate them on how to avoid all of the frustrations and the pitfalls that many people who build fall into. So it's an education process first and foremost, but it is also a, um, it has these behavioral hurdles in it that instead of you uh, letting them go further and further and further into the process and deciding at some stage they're not right, but through that process you've wasted a ton of time, 
what you do is you put a tiny little hurdle like a questionnaire in at the start. And if they jump over that, you then do a thing called uh, what we call a triage call. And if you're familiar with triage in a hospital, it's really just figuring out what their level of urgency is and whether we need to make them wait a little bit or whether we put them in to see a doctor straight away. That's what the triage nurse does in an emergency ward, uh, an emergency um, in a hospital. And you need to have a similar setup in your qualification process. And then after that, there is a, uh, a whole scripted, what we call initial meeting. We don't have time to go into that this evening. But to reduce your time wasters, um, you, you will reduce or eliminate the lion's share of them by just uh, asking them to do a questionnaire and getting them on the phone to have what we call a triage conversation to find out where they are in the process, what they're looking for specifically from you, um, and, and you can ask that question. So what are the specific things you feel that I can help you with? Uh, and then you can ask them, uh, is this a sooner thing or a later thing for you? Like what's your urgency to get this job started? Uh, things like that. And just by asking a few of those simple questions, you can find out where they are in the process and you can make up your mind as to whether uh, you're going to go to the next step. So that would reduce a, a bunch of time wasting. So uh, gone over time for my first question there, so I need to make up time. Next question is clients, uh, what, 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 how can I overcome or prevent chi- uh, clients changing their mind? Uh, they want to, uh, they're, they're wanting changes um, through the build. Uh, sometimes it's through the design. So again, a few people have asked this question. Some it's about you know, changing their mind through the build. Uh, I had a conversation last night about they're changing their mind through the design process. Uh, and then and then they get the shits about the cost of the changes. So again, it's very similar answer to the one that I got, just gave you. You've got to have a step-by-step process and a system that you stick to for a number of reasons. Number one is starting off strong. And there's an old saying that if you don't have a sales process, and I don't particularly like the phrase sales process. I don't, I don't teach, I don't support sales process in Builders Business Black Belt. We talk about qualification just like I spoke about before. Um, but the old saying is is if you don't have a step-by-step sales process, you have to accept the fact you've got to follow your customer's process. So you're at the whim of your customer's process if you don't have one. So you'd better have one. And so a step-by-step qualification process, again, helps you to set the tone of the relationship and you start off strong and you show them that you have a well-thought-out step-by-step process that is totally focused and committed on delivering the best possible customer experience. It's all about the experience. And you can say to them, it's not about the quality of the build. You shouldn't be talking to me if I can't deliver a quality outcome. That shouldn't be in the conversation. But what most people um, talk about after handover is 
their experience. When somebody, a friend comes over, you know, after you've had the house for a year and they say, you know, what was it like building? What was the builder like? All of that sort of stuff. They never take you around to show you the the mitre joints and how well that you've constructed the joint. They will always, always, always talk about the experience. So your qualification process must be focused in on that being your product. The customer's experience is your product, not the build. And so if you have them understand that you are serious about giving them a quality experience, you you have experience and you have a step-by-step process that helps you deliver that, you're starting off strong. And part of that explanation is that the step-by-step process and how we do things means that we can only work with certain people who are prepared to work with us like a team. We're not your slave just because you're paying us. We work together as a team. And if you establish that right from the start and be strong and not veer, not move away from your step-by-step process, they want to follow that process because you're giving them certainty. And people love certainty. And that's why they come to you. If, if they knew how to build the house themselves, well, they'd do it themselves. But they come to you because you've got experience, you've got intellectual property, you've got systems and processes and skills that they don't have. So you need to be in the driver's seat, but you need to understand them, support them, understand their fears, frustrations, wants and aspirations, and be able to um, uh, help them throughout the process but they need to trust you so you can guide them. And so if you start off that way and you have systems and processes and step-by-step, um, a step-by-step process, part of that is that you can say that here is how we do it and, and you, here's the design process and you get the opportunity to change things you don't like you know, to here. But once we get to this point, Anything after that is, you know, there is a fee for talking about um, any changes and then there's a fee for doing the changes. Um, and that, that can be in the qualification process, so pre-design, and then the same thing can be established and agreed upon before you start the build. But it's all about having a process and a system starting off strong and having them feel that you being in control is the best way of doing things because you've been there, done that, bought the T-shirt, and you're fully trustworthy. But more importantly, you care about them. You understand them, their problems, their frustrations, uh, and you want to work together with them. Okay, uh, on a roll. Question three. Um, and this has come through a number of times. Uh, builders feel like they're losing jobs on price, but uh, they they really can't compete because there's no way they can get to the price that other builders are offering, and uh, otherwise they'd just be losing money. Uh, and it creates a lot of frustration because they just feel that they're they're losing jobs on price. Here is the solution to that. Well, it's not the solution, but it, it helps you to understand what's going on. And this is a really challenging thing mentally and emotionally to overcome is that you are not losing the jobs on price. You never are losing a job on price. It always is the absence of value 
communicated to your prospect. That's how you lose. Now, I, gar- I, I, I grant you that there are some people that are just price shoppers and they don't give a stuff. Do you want to be working for them? That would be the worst possible uh, client to work for. So if you don't get them, who cares? But I, I would say that at least 80% of the people are reasonable people and they make decisions based on value. And again, it's almost like I planned this, but I didn't. These are the questions that came through. The qualification process creates so much value in a prospect's mind that more often than not, and this is the feedback that we get from our Builders Business Black Belt members, uh, they either are... Uh, their customers or their prospects are happy to pay them to do the proposal or they just get given the job and the builder is given complete trust to guide the customer through the project because they know that they are going to look after them and the best outcome is going to be had by just being open and working with the builder. How does that happen? That happens by, again, having a really high quality qualification process because if you've got a qualification process that educates and boots out inappropriate people by them not jumping over one or of your behavior or hurdles in your qualification process who do you end up with at the end you end up with a very very reasonable person in fact a person that is excited and, and almost feels blessed that they found you because you have a process, you stick to your process, you have the experience um, and the skills and the knowledge and all of that to be able to guide them to the outcome and, and help them avoid a bunch of problems they hadn't even thought of in the first place. That's when you become a valued partner, not a tradesperson that is being quote unquote employed. When you do that, you are creating so much value. Like even the questionnaire, that initial questionnaire I talked about, if you do that right, it begins the process of communicating value. If you do the triage conversation effectively, it creates another layer of value. Then you set up an appointment for the initial meeting. In between that phone call and having the initial meeting, we encourage our Black Belt members to send out what we call a a credibility pack, and that consists of past jobs, testimonials from past clients, um, frequently asked questions, and most importantly, a list of should-ask questions. And the should-ask questions are the kicker because what they do is get people thinking, holy crap, I didn't think of that. If we hadn't have known that, that would have cost us. We would have made a mistake. And so, again, it starts to add value and it elevates your expert status. And so then the next step is having this initial meeting and the whole initial meeting is scripted and and choreographed. So it builds and builds and builds the, uh, the, the perception from the customer's point of view or the prospect's point of view of massive value. And by the time you ask them whether they want to invest to get a proposal done or whether they're going to choose you as, as their uh, partner in this project, the answer is yes, if you do it right. So bottom line is that you're not losing the jobs on price. You're a just 
a nut job if you are, are still competing on price because too many of the, the builders out there who are competing on price are just killing it for themselves and everyone else. So they are losing money. They are going to go out of business. They have a lot of stress. They're causing a lot of customers to just really have a disdain for the building industry and trades and so forth because they don't show up, they're cutting corners, um, they're not doing what they said they would do because they're constantly chasing their tail because they're not making any money because they're doing things too bloody cheap. So it needs to stop and you either need to be part of the solution and if you're not, you're part of the problem. It is your choice. But I'll guarantee you that you are not losing jobs on price. You are losing job jobs on your inability to communicate value. And there, as I've, I've explained, you know, it's it's fairly simple. It's not easy, but it's fairly simple to set up a step-by-step process that allows you to deliver massive amounts of perceived value for the right people. Because, And I say that because sometimes, and even some of our members say, you know, uh, they're frustrated because they missed out on a job. But the, the bottom line is that their qualification process worked. A person got through over the first hump, over the second hurdle, over the third hurdle, and then fell at the last hurdle. And, and so our, our member feels that they've put a fair bit of time and effort in, but they didn't get the job. But what they fail to realise is that they dodged a bullet. And after a day or two of thinking about it and unpacking it, they all agree. The qualification process works, and it's all about delivering value, but you firmly having your hand on the eject lever and you determining and deciding whether this, uh, you're selecting this person to work with. So you basically become the the Simon Cowell and you're auditioning your clients rather than you being the act and doing your dog and pony show and juggling and spinning plates and hoping you're going to get selected. Uh, Okay, question number four. I've already broken the record because I've answered three questions, so I I can relax a bit, but I'm not. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to get five answered. Um, A couple of people talked about a marketing funnel and basically they say they've heard me talk about it before what is involved in a marketing funnel (coughs) pardon me and why is it different to just advertising great question a marketing funnel is a little bit like a qualification process but it's in marketing and in in black belt we don't call it marketing we call it call it attract and the reason that we do that and it, it goes to this question when they say, why is it different to advertising? Because most people, when they use the word marketing and talk about marketing, what they're really thinking about and what they think marketing is, is advertising. And marketing is so much more than advertising, but it just seems to be really difficult to explain. doesn't matter how detailed you get in the explanation, people still think it's advertising. So in, in Black Belt, we use the word attract and we build an attract strategy and we have an, an attract strategy funnel. And the reason that we talk about attract is because the key to what marketing really is, is it is attracting to you the right type of prospects. Not just leads, not just lots of leads, but the right type. So a good quality attract process has 
a, a type of a qualification process inbuilt into it, like we've just talked about previously, but it is all done through what you're putting out there, your messaging. And so an example of a, of a, uh, a funnel is what we use. Um, we use the uh, social platforms, and we the, the, the first thing we do is we're asking our um, ourselves who are we trying to attract, and, and we start to think about the type of people, their age, their interests, their passions, their frustrations, their concerns, all of that sort of stuff. Who are the people that we are trying to attract? And then we start putting out content that resonates with those people. And so, and so the content that we're putting out there isn't saying, hey, look at us, we, uh, we've been around for a long time, we're family business, we're wholly Australian-owned, we, we, I, I, our, you know, this business, all of that sort of stuff. It's all about the problems and the desires that your ideal prospects want. So you start to put out content like that in your um, social media platform. So we could be talking about, uh, Facebook, we could be talking about LinkedIn, depending on you know who you're trying to attract, but probably not LinkedIn. Um, uh, Instagram, Tumblr, things like that. Really depends where your people are at, but that, that, they're the sort of main three at the moment, and things will change. And so you're just putting out content so they start to um, be aware of you and and maybe pay attention to a little bit of your content, but you've got to put an absolute truckload out to start to get noticed. You know, don't think you can just put one or two things out a week and think you'll get noticed. Um, I've got a, a regime where I'm putting at least two, if not three or four pieces of content, content out somewhere in my uh, social media stuff per day, seven days a week. That's the sort of commitment I think you've got to have to really make this work. And and so through that content, you can then ask people if they want to, for instance, join a Facebook group like you're in now, which is the, the Builders in a Circle, where you can start to get um, more deep in your conversations, in your content and so forth. You can start to have a bit of back and forth like we have through this show, like we have through question and answer through Builders in a Circle. Um, I'm always putting things in that uh, ask, ask questions to get conversations going so we can try and help people. And, and then when you, after a while, you start to prove that you can help people and you're not selling them anything. You're just helping. You're putting valuable information out there at no cost with no obligation. And what we've found by doing that is after a while, people then seek us out. They ask us questions, you know, and want to know a bit about Black Belt and so forth. And then they go through our qualification process and they may make it in and they may make it not because they might not be right. But that's what a funnel is. It starts off with attracting the right people through giving. Have, giving them information that resonates with them and then drawing them into a, uh, if, if it's right for them, into a group that uh, suits them and then continue on with more value, more value, more value. Get into conversations and then they, they will, you know, reach out to you and, and seek you out about your product or your service or what have you. And uh, that's why it's a funnel because 
that the content in the beginning is only going to resonate with certain people. So the wrong type of people aren't even interested in your content. And then some might be interested in the content, but, you know, potential black belt members uh, would definitely jump into Builders in a Circle and definitely engage and ask questions and so forth. But most don't. They just sort of sit back and passively um, observe what's going on, which is fine. You know, I'm still helping, but <laughs> that, you know, that, that next process, uh, because they need to leap over the hurdle of reaching out to us, is again, is a bit of a qualification. So we're getting really good quality people coming into our qualification process that are applying to Black Belt. And you can apply exactly the same process to a building business. Is it quick fix? Does it give you immediate results? Absolutely not. I believe you need to put a minimum of six to, to 12 months of really solid effort into something like this before it starts to give you any sort of valuable results. But to me, it's the way of the future. Um, and that brings me into my fifth question. I've got two minutes left to answer it, which I'm going to be able to do because I've already pre-answered it. <laughs> I just remembered. And so that leads into this next question. And, and a couple of people this week have said, you know, why do I keep saying word of mouth slash referral marketing is going to go away or, or it's going to stop? Um, I, I am absolutely convinced that with the, the just – the, the massive amount of, of screen time, of social media pre, uh, presence, the, the way that people's habits are changing, that, that many people don't even watch TV anymore. They watch programs, you know, on YouTube and this, that and the other. They, you know, they're streaming information that they want when they want it. Everything is changing how people want things. And so the, uh, the way that messages are being communicated is changing. and. The bottom line is we, the way we work and the way we make decisions and take actions is through frequent, and there's a bit to it, but basically frequency and recency. And a referral, one person talking to another person or uh, somebody hearing about your business from another person or a couple of people is simply not going to be able to compete in the subconscious minds of people when there is this constant repetition of messages from people who have got their act together, from people who have got a proper marketing funnel or a track strategy funnel working and they've had a ton of content going out. They've got a fantastic authority site built with their, with their website. Um, they're delivering uh, 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 value all of the time, free value, and 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 people feel like they know them even before they they meet them. A referral and a word of mouth in the future, like it's still working now, but even now it's getting less and less. In the future, that will all but disappear. Um, and I that question was asked through Builders in a Circle, I think this week, and I did a video on it. Uh, outlining why I believe this is is going to go away and what you need to do about it. So that's why I said I've pre-answered that question. So if you want to just scroll down uh, over the last few days, you'll find a video that I did uh, about that will an that will answer that question in more detail. So there you have it. I'm one minute over, and I have answered five. 
five questions, uh, which is a world record. Uh, I think we need to um, get in touch with Guinness, the World Guinness Book of Records, for that effort. Now, I hope it was valuable. Uh, if you've got any questions you want to have answered in Builders Problem Solved, please put them, uh, just post them in Builders Problem Solved. You can message me privately however you want to get me the questions, but send your questions through. More than happy to um, to help you out with the answers to those questions. And a bit of exciting news, we were going to have an amazing lady by the name of Robin Moore on Builders Problem Solved some months ago. Uh, she suffered uh, an illness back then. She is the highest paid female speaker in the country. Um, we're so privileged to have her. She's coming back on the show uh, next week. So we're going to be talking to her on Builders Problem Solved next week. Um, she's an amazing lady. We've had her talk at one of our Builders Business Black Belt two-day intensives a couple of years ago, uh, and people still talk about it now. So I can't wait to be talking with Robin next week on Builders Problem Solved. So please let everybody else know that Robin's going to be here next week. Jump on uh, and uh, in, enjoy uh, listening to Robin as I always do. She's a most amazing lady. Um, you, you would have heard her before. She's been in just about every single uh, ad <laughs> with a lady's voice in it ever since. Uh, you will recognise her voice when. Um, when you hear from her, and I'm just totally looking forward to it. So put it in your diary. Be here 8 p.m. next Wednesday evening uh, listening to Robin Moore on Builders Problem Solved. Hope tonight's been valuable. Uh, world record amount of questions answered. I hope I answered them with some sort of <laughs> enough detail that it was valuable to, to you that you can implement them. If I created more questions that I answered through my answers, <laughs> jump on the comment section and ask me some more questions. Be happy to uh, answer them. So that is it. Uh, I'm going to rest my vocal cords now, have a cup of tea and a lie down um, after I've processed all of this. And I'll be looking forward to uh, talking to you next week. Builders Problem Solved. That is it. Bye for now.